I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alicia, I gotta be honest. I miss you. What? I really miss you. We had Wait. such an experience and an adventure. We can't pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> we. And I feel very connected to you and I miss you. I haven't I seen you in you three days. <laughs> you did seem kind of excited when you came on the Zoom today. I was like, I miss her. I We had a really good time together. We did. And I... I, I really think you and I need to work on our trap, our collective travel karma, because anytime it involves going out of state, there's always a kerfuffle. Planes, trains and automobiles. Completely. I don't know if you remember, but we went to San Francisco one year, way, way, way back in the day. And we had to get back up to Vancouver and we got to the, the airport and our flight had been canceled. And uh, for no, we don't know who knows why. And the next available flight back to Canada was in 14 hours and we had already checked out of the hotel. So you and I bummed around the city together for that amount of time to make the net, that flight. Oh my God. That's why we were walking around San Francisco. We went to the and Levi's we store. <gasps> we had, yeah, we, exactly. For and some reason, I remember that as like some sort of convention or event we went to, but no, we it were was, just... No, no, no. It was an event. We were there for an event and we just got trapped. Okay. Wow. Kate, what's wrong with us? That was only one example. There are others, but that one really mm -hmm. stuck out to me for whatever reason. Well, I don't want to not travel with you. So... Neither, no, you know. I'm just... We need to like fix our planetary alignment with our travel is what I'm saying. Okay. I don't know how to do that, but I'm interested. We'll, we'll go on a romantic getaway and clear the air. <laughs> we will? <laughs> no. I'm just saying. We need some. We probably we need have to, to talk to our significant others about yeah, that. We, we will, just so our um, flights no longer get canceled. You really see a person's humanity when their flight has been severely delayed or canceled and they're speaking with a airline representative. Well, we watched a woman having an absolute meltdown. Yes, we did. And I felt so bad for Me the too. woman behind the desk. Me too. Because this other, the other lady was so entitled. Like she was the, oh, there was like 30 people, there were like 30 people in line mm -hmm. that had the same exact situation as this woman who was clearly thinking she was the only one having this situation. The entitlement was off the charts. And repeating herself and her point over and over and over again. And it made no difference because the plane was canceled. Like, right. what do you want, lady? It happened to all she, of us. She wanted a lot and she wasn't going to get it. And she wasn't happy about that. No, she made me that. I really felt for that girl. But we, but made we it. finally made it to Nashville. We had an incredible time. Yeah, we did. Um, we got to meet so many great people. We had a lovely dinner. We got to see East Nashville. We went to Franklin. Yes. Yeah. My manager, Katie, flew in. 
She rented a pickup truck, which was adorable. We blasted some Courtney Love to get hyped up. We did. We love to do that. We drove around Nashville, all different parts. We looked, you know, at little houses. I don't know if you felt this way, but that chicken salad we shared was hands down the greatest chicken salad I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I would love to give a throw out to the coffee shop that provides that amazing chicken salad, but I need Katie to tell me what it was. I forgot the name. But we had a great time. It was a fun show. We left. We got on the airplane. And then we got really, really scared of uh, the Delta variant as we flew home. We were like, we've been through a lot. We've been around a lot Mm -hmm. of people. We've been in a lot of airports and a club and restaurants. And crowds. We were masked the whole time except the time we were on stage. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's scary out there. So be safe, everyone. Anyway, we're back. It was fantastic. And we're back to recapping. Episode four or five, I, depending on. I'm kind of losing track of it. the episode numbers. Let, before we d- uh, get into four, let's put this Sarah Schuster, Zara Ustra thing to bed because we asked people their uh, opinions on it. Right. And thank you for writing in. A lot yes. of people had a lot to say. And I agree with most of them. I think it's, go ahead, you start, Kate. Anna listens to the podcast every week and I love getting her feedback. So when we were in Nashville, she sent you and I a text. She gave me permission to read this. Otherwise I would never do it, but she sent us a text and it made me laugh. So can I read this out loud? Fine with me. Great. Okay. She says, listening to pants. So I think Sarah Schuster is a play on the name Zarathustra from the Nietzsche book, Thus Spoke Zarathustra, that Marina and Jenny mentioned in the pilot. Well, we knew that. Yeah, we knew that. Exactly. I think it's sort of trying to make Jenny's daydream sequences highbrow. I can't find any depth or parallels to the Superman or the internal return or any of those very complicated Nietzsche concepts that no one really understands anyways. More likely, the writers smoked a huge bong and decided this was a good idea. Not anything to do with Zarathustra, but I think the dead body and the funeral symbolizes the death of her heterosexual self in the form of Sarah Schuster. That's what it is. A lot of people had the same concept, like blackout girl author Mm -hmm. said that, um, right, she's having a sexual awakening. She realizes that she's no longer this person that she thought she was. So she has to kill Mm -hmm. this person, which she actually says to her, um, her professor in in the next episode, which we'll get to. But mm-hmm. basically, she's killing her heterosexual self. Right. Which is pretty damn deep. You think? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hit, let's let's get to let's get to episode. Okay, let's get to it. Uh, First longing. of all, I'm enjoying this show so much. Me it's too. Funny. I'm watching it. I'm talking out loud. I turn around and say to my girlfriend, I'm like, oh, my God, you got to see what's happening. Like, I'm I'm a full-blown L-word fan. Me too. It's a good show. And there are moments where it feels really dated, and we can get to those when we get to them. But overall, I'm so connected to it. And nothing is, aside from those things, nothing's making me think, oh, this was 2002. I mean, imagine, like, take the hair and the outfits out, but like the circumstances. It feels like a film. Everything feels like a film. Each episode. Yeah. Thematically, it makes sense. It's like, there's so many, okay, let's get into it. Cause I'm, I, instead of just fanning out on our own show, I want to, right. let's start. Well, this, yeah. this episode was written, I think it was the first episode written by Angela Robinson. And it was written by a director that we had more than once. This was also her first uh, episode, uh, Canadian director, Lynn Stopkovich. I think that's how you say her last name. Lynn, if you hear this and I mispronounce it, I'm sorry. Um, and what does it do? It opens with a flashback. It opens. This is the beginning of, well, no, they started it in the last episode, but the, um, what do they call those? No, 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 of course. But the, uh, when it would open on a. (laughs) (laughs) Cold open. No, not a cold open. Okay. Let's go with cold open. Let's go with cold open. They they were to set the tone because back then I remember we were always you and I at least, and maybe some of our other castmates. We were a little confused by these. Like, what are they? I don't quite. Leisha, directors were confused by these. 
I know, but now looking back, I'm enjoying them. I'm like, oh, it's a little snippet into a gay something somewhere. I'm making a point of trying to track what that flashback's relevance is to the that episode. Well, I, this I, one I, made complete sense because complete. later this one was clear. and Peggy Peabody talk about this photographer and Bet has her first spiritual um, uh, cry over art. Did you, um, was it just me, but in that opening thing, it looked like they were playing the game Spooky Stories with the flashlights over their face because the, <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't you pick up on that? I mean, like, and then she, that. yeah, right. <laughs> you know, maybe that was their like role play. Well, Maybe it wouldn't like be that, the L word two. if it didn't end with those two sleeping together. Well, of course, you know? it's the L word. And then it's all beep, 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 and then it opens on Alice is in bed with Gabby. So basically she's starting Leisha. to re-see. Alicia, I have a lot of feelings about Gabby. Me too. And they're not good. Me either. And I'm so personally upset at the way she's treating you. <laughs> I know. Well, you know why, Kate? Because we've both done this in our own lives. And this is what we've talked about. And yes. these are the people that we both dated separately that the other one didn't like in each other. Do you know what I'm saying? That's not Yes. Yeah. 100% I know what you're saying. You're absolutely You and I right. like to date people that were dark and moody. And up until now. Up until now. Like, let's face it. We went through our process. Here we are. We came out the other side. We learned our lesson. It's triggering. Very. This Gabby role is triggering for you. The first Andy. thing she does when she wakes up is she bitches and she makes it out like it's your oh. fault. She's late. She overslept. And She's you're all cute. Up. And you're like, do you want me to make coffee? I love Alice's just, oh, like there's, Alice really has my heart more than I think she ever did before. It's because I'm actually paying attention to story and not just watching my friends on camera. And uh -huh she breaks my heart because it's like this little innocent spirit who just wants to love. And it's just the moment she wakes up, she's abusive and negative yeah. and, and just, and, and, and she's so hot and cold and, and, and Ugh, it's like, get out. And Alice's innocence doesn't see it. Mm -mm. Are you not realizing, and maybe you'll make this connection later. I'm still going through the same thing. I'm still searching and the only time it worked for Alice was Dana. Mm -hmm. You're going to realize this by the end of the series. And okay. I think I will too, but I don't think much has changed. And that's why when this damn series comes to an end. <laughs> you got to find peace and find your person. If she doesn't find a, an amazing sweetheart. Yeah. We're going to have to reboot it one more time. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And I'm going to have to find that person in a nursing home because there is no way I am ending this series. Without, and it's same for you. For me? Well, here's the situation is that every character, mine is Bet and Tina and Jenny, because they're, they're really the focus thus far. The rest of us, meaning you, Aaron and I, our characters are slowly unfolding. Al Dane is beginning to unfold. Alice is beginning to unfold. Shane begins to unfold a little later on. And I'll have more of an opinion on Shane when we get there. Right now, I'm really focused on Alice and Dana. More so on Alice, because Alice is like, she's going through a couple of she's going through a few things at once right whereas dana's focus is the girlfriend lara. And the first lara and the first love and this puppy love lara. adorableness yeah. and but well anyway i don't want to get They're ahead of myself so fucking cute Sorry talk about curse. a healthy sweet relationship i mean those two they they're the ones that are grabbing my heart this time oh 100%. and watching alice and her jealousy is hilarious i had no idea even though i played it I didn't see Alice's jealousy and Oh my in God, four. in every moment she rolls Where? an eye. Oh, she's she's just very like dismissive of the whole thing. Yeah, you're right, actually. You're so right. I mean you can tell she's trying to support it. Yeah. It just you'll see yeah, it comes in and out anyway. I, you know why I say that? It's because the scenes that we have where the three of us were they're so quick and I'm trying mm -hmm. to absorb everything at times that I think I miss that. But you're you're right. It is there. Right. Okay. So then, so we go to the planet. We've got to deal with Jenny and Marina here. Jenny shows up. Is it a requirement 
to be bilingual when you work at the planet? Because- I, was, I wrote the same thing down. I was like, what are we, what language are we speaking today? Like what, like, do you think the people that work at the planet, like, what if they don't speak Italian? And I think it's Italian in that moment. Well, what if, the what if you get this? are probably like, like uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay, and boss. Then you, like, and then you, met, and then you mess just... up the order because you have no idea what the hell she told you to do. She's probably like, clean the counters or the iced tea machine is disgusting. Go uh-huh. get some bleach for the floors. And they're just like, uh-huh. okay, God knows what she's saying. But everyone pretends to understand. Everyone's like, you got it, boss. Well, I died laughing because in the next episode, it opens on Marina telling Alice a joke. No, I got, wait, can we please hold that? Because I have so many thoughts on that. I I want to say just, no, I got to, I got to hold off because Anne and I were dying over that. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So Jenny's got to talk to Marina. She's like, look, again, these two, they break up, make up, break up, make up. That's what we're going through with these two. She's basically like, I'm marrying Tim. Okay. So whatever, all this hotness you're throwing my way, stop. But what's so funny about Marina, she just kicks back all the time. Like she barely does anything that's, you know, assertive or like aggressive. It's very just, she like kind of kicks back in a chair. Meanwhile, Jenny's having meltdowns all over the place. I, I And I don't say this because I'm slamming Marina's uh, character. No, we love Marina. I'm say, what I, what, but what, what I'm, I'm going to say is that Marina reminds me of a spider who kind of sits back. Did you say spider? Yeah, spider. I was just, I was like, I'll let Kate say whatever she's going to say. And then I'm going to say my spider thing. I can't believe you just said spider. It's like when you see a black widow and they're ha- quietly hanging out. Yeah. And then you see like this innocent little fly that's like. Nah, 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 and getting caught in the nah, web nah, nah, nah. And, the, and the wings and are fluttering sudden, and you just see this. Yeah. And the thing. spider has the patience. Just to let Do it they die dress slowly. Because like, sometimes she dresses like a, like she has like, there was a scene where she had like black. I don't know, but thing. she kind of looked like a spider. And I was like, okay. That, but that's her personality. I mean, if you're, you know I how know. they always say like every character, like in acting school, you learn this, like you do an exercise where you create, you learn animals because the idea is that every character you can relate to an animal and that will help you get into the body of whatever character. Marina is the spider. If I was playing Marina, I would study spiders. Sure. That's so that. crazy. We both had that. I mean, maybe it's common and everyone thinks it, but that kind of well, just it's the first time mind. I thought of it. So it's new to me. Right. Same. Okay. So, Why? and so here's the what? thing, Alice and Shane, we're, we're, we're at the coffee shop and we're, we're catching this sort of thing. Tell me something. Cause it caught me off guard. Shane is acting like she knows everything. And Alice is looking at Shane like, what, what do you know? And Shane is saying, no, I can't tell you. Who the fuck told Shane any of this to begin with? No, Shane is, you're, you're, you're an observer of life. You always have been. You have a different kickback thing that you do where it's like women come your way. Information comes your way. You're very quiet in it. You just know it's happening. You're confident. You've got the info. But the cool thing about Shane is you don't tell people the gossip. You know what I mean? You know it all, but you're not spreading it. The difference between Shane and Alice is Alice is constantly outwardly asking for information, asking for gossip, blowing secrets, giving gossip away. Like it's, but I think we're both in the mix very, you know, similarly, like we have, we have the same information. It's just what we do with it. Maybe throughout this process of deconstructing the show, we're each going to give each other insight to each other's characters that we never thought of before. So thanks for that. Right. And then next season on Gen Q, we're going to be incredible because we'll have so we'll be like, I feel like. <laughs> wow. The characters are so dynamic and dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, did you see the dueling hairstyles? I I can't not see them. They're my favorite. I'm just like, there they are. First of all, your eyebrows are back in this. They're slowly starting to reappear. Thank God. My acne is clearing up a little bit. Leisha, I don't know what your thing is with your acne. It never is seen. No one sees it. You look gorgeous. We have horrible haircuts and weird outfits, but that's not our fault. Don't knock your skin. Okay. Sorry. Please don't like take yourself down. You look adorable. It's like little baby Leisha on screen. Leave it alone, please. I just don't like hearing you put yourself down when 
All right, you're sweet. I really, I really don't so, like it. No more. But I like how Shane is the first friend who sees Gabby's bullshit because no one's been able to witness that between these two yet on camera. And you're like, do not do it. This is basically Alicia and Kate. This would like if if you were to cut away a, a scene in our lives, this this would be a scene. Art imitates life. I actually wrote down art imitates life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been there. And here it is on screen. We didn't even know it. We bear, we were just new friends, which is so funny, but cut to, you know, years later, we're reliving those scenes. Well, it's like, we get, it's like we both have gotten into circumstances with people that are kind of, or that are the opposite spectrum of who we are. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Less, I don't know. Low self-esteem, vulnerability. I'm gullible. There's that. There's self-worth involved. I have self-worth. I think I'm I think mine stems from being gullible and believing people's bullshit and then realizing too late. Anyway, Alice and her sweet little heart. It viscerally affects me. I think I even said an awe out loud when I was watching today. I went, oh, I did. I had a moment about it, too. Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra many. brands? Ugh. And you're like, I like this about it, but not this. Or They're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. It's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things and it's like, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So then let's go back to, to the cutest couple ever, Dana and Lara. She needs to be careful with those finger condoms because she is having accidents left, right, and center. Yeah, she needs, especially if she's finger banging Dana later, the, the cuts would really hurt. Those two really feel like it's the first love. I know, it's so cute. And Lara has really... Lara. Sorry, what is it? It's okay. Say it how you, you be you. Lara? Laura. This is Laura. the argument. It's hard. It's Laura. like a hard. No, not Laura. Laura. La. Oh, God. Okay. Laura. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the, L, the L word. She has really smooth, subtle game. Like this quiet, uncomplicated confidence. Well, because she's just a sweet little gay girl who's like, yeah, this is who I am and I'm cute. And- yeah, but then you have cute little Dana who, um, you know, is just so, like, she's just a puppy, right? Just this puppy who's trying to... She knows to- nothing. She, it's like she's never been through anything. And Lara just has, like, this very, um, like, this beautiful, grounded self-possession mm-hmm. without ever lording it over Dana's head. It's my favorite kind of gay person who's just like, yeah. this is who I am. What's Whatever's happening... I mean, it's similar to Shane, just... In different Shane's diff- bodies Shane's and different, though. I know, but you're you're confident in who you are. I guess you both share that. And, and no one else and, on the know, show really has that. Right. 
I noticed that uh, at the end of that scene, Aaron bumps into the waiter and she's really good at stunts because that's a hard thing to sort of oh, physical plan out. comedy. And, yeah. Yeah. No, she's so great at it. Really map out and kind of have it land and have the timing be right. Mm-hmm. And then and look she, cute doing it. And look absolutely fucking adorable doing it. Yeah. Okay, then we got to get back to Bet and her art world because this is where we really get thrown into Bet and how mm-hmm. she feels about art and just provocations and, you know, what art means to her. And Tina is very invested in Bet's drama. Well, she's support. invested in her, in her girl. Are they married? Mm. No, we couldn't well, be married back then. We couldn't be married. They're probably a <gasps> domestic how weird partnership. Is that, that we're just like, they're just like, Girlfriend wasn't legal. I know. I just had a trip out about it. Wow. I like seeing Tina very invested in Bet. Like she's very committed to seeing. Well, but it's her partner. I know. It's sweet. That's what's nice about it. I know. But she makes Bet's problems her problems, and I. But we're like that in our relationships. No, I mean, I think I think at the time we were too young to understand that, but now it's like, of course, we're like that. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm Hmm. If your partner mm-hmm. comes home, they're upset about something that happened at work. You're like leaning in, you know. And those two seem to be in a good place together. Yeah, they're doing well, except Bet's still a workaholic and Tina has to like. True. She kind of settles for it in a way. It's it's where yeah. we're really seeing Tina go like, no, it's just a part that's, of Bet I'm never going to get. Or it's it's something I have to really understand about her. But that's who Bet was at the beginning. That's how, I mean, that's who I, she never had a. She never shifted from from, no, but from the pilot till now. Correct, but I think that we're seeing the 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 results of it in her partner, right? And we're seeing it more on the day to day and how they function mm-hmm. in life. And right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. right. Like see. she's always got the flip phone, and she's like, yeah, 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 like one foot in, one foot mm-hmm. out, sort of like I have I have a lot of you, but I don't have all of you. Right. Good point. So anyway, Bet's uh, she's at the CAC. She's pitching provocations with a bunch of naked men, and everyone's looking at her like she's crazy because they want to do impressions in winter because it's their most successful show. She's like, "Gross, let's move on. Let's be cutting edge." Okay, now we're back with Alice. It's nighttime, right? And Alice is at the club waiting for Gabby to roll in. And instead of uh, song playing because the music rights are a mess. There is a wonderful remix of the theme song that the DJ is spinning in the background. Did you pick up on that? <laughs> I didn't that? notice. I didn't notice. <laughs> I, oh, saving pennies. Saving pennies. Um, <laughs> God. And then they dis. They start dissing you. This is where my heart broke because I'm like, I'm with these assholes that are making fun of my best friend. And this is where, because you've already taken care of me and you're like, Alice, don't go there. She's an asshole. And now I'm witnessing she's an asshole and actually is involving you. And I'm realizing it's like, no, not when it, it's, it's almost like you can do that to me, Gabby, with my low self-esteem, but you can't do that to my friend. Hmm. That's where my heart broke for the two of us. Yeah. I thought it was sweet. I don't have a, a, a connection to Shane at this point. It's horrible I'm saying that because I played her, but I don't have um, empathy for her yet because I don't know anything about her. She's this mystery person. You were a mystery. Fades in and out. So I don't, my, my heart isn't reaching out for her feeling I think, bad, we, you know how I think we're getting to know Shane? Through other how? people. You think? Yes. You know, it's a, it's a common thing. Like if you have an audition, right? They, they say, mm-hmm. um, Never look at the breakdown to play the character in these sides. Never, Always look never, at what, no. what yeah. everyone says about the person, because yeah. that's your real description of the character. Um, and I'm finding that in uh, the way we're all treating you, the way we're talking about you, the way people talk, you know, like like strangers talk about you, your friends talk. It's that's how I'm getting to understand who Shane is. Like through the the girl, the um, Lacey. That scene with you and Lacey is very telling. Yeah, when we get to Lacey, that's where it started to unfold a little bit more. But in this up to this moment, I wasn't like, oh, poor Shane with the flyers floating around gay clubs. I didn't. Anyway, Gabby and her shitty friends with her shitty personalities are treating Alice like shit. Gabby needs needs to go away. I really love Guinevere Turner. It's not her fault. That's not who she is. It's just Gabby has got to go. Then Bet shows up at the planet and Tina snitches on Kit because Kit's having a, like an ice cold beer. She's having like a Miller Lite. She's like, look who's drinking again. 
So now we realize, okay, Kit's falling off the wagon. Yes. And then Tim rolls in to the planet and sees Marina playing pool. Which, can we talk about that? This is the part that made me laugh out loud. Just how much Tim hangs out at the planet. (laughs) It's like he's very comfortable in his in his in in, in who he is in to his be gay around, neighborhood you know, in his gay neighborhood. I respect that, right? Tim? It's like either Randy and his terrible girlfriend, or don't get me started on Randy. We haven't gotten to. Five I know, yet. but I'm saying it's either Randy or the plants. Everyone at the planet. Those are that's Tim's social life. Um, have we noticed how much people walk in this show? Everyone walks oh, everywhere. No, that's really. Oh my good. god. It's like, well, I guess that's what happens when LA is in Vancouver. Everyone just walks. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Kate. That's such, I love that. And I'm going to watch <laughs> just, for that all the time. I wish we, I wish we could walk that much. I drove. Maybe that's the next episode. Yeah, you drive. But I'm just saying there's a lot of walking. Like, I'm just going to walk over to here. I'm going to walk over to there. And like, when Shane runs into Lacey, she's walking. I'm like, where the fuck is everyone walking to? (laughs) (laughs) You need a car. That kind of reminded me, like, if you go eat in Silver Lake, you park in the little residential streets. And then you have to show up to the restaurant. And then you walk up to like, yeah, that's how I kind of saw that. That's a good rationalization to like, so I'm not looking at it saying, God, we're all walking so much in Vancouver. Well, my very most favorite thing, which will be a through line for the entire six seasons, is how quickly people get around Los Angeles. Oh, totally. It happened with Tim in the next. I we watched two today, so I'm already like, oh, I watched the two last night for the next one. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But there is a scene where Tim is somewhere in a hotel room. The guy says, oh, Jenny left 15 minutes ago. And next scene, That's what five, is Tim doing? Yeah. He's walking uh, into the planet. Like there's no drive time. No. It's the magical, the magical freeways of the L word. Yeah. It's sort of like relationships on the L word. You meet, you fall in love, you fuck, you break up. All within three episodes. It's like mm-hmm. time moves very quickly on the show. Very quickly. Tim and Marina are playing pool together. Right. And that's like, uh-oh. And I love yeah, the Eric. spider. You see the spider. She's like touching you see him. the spider. By, what is she? By the way, what was she? Do, was she doing that on purpose? Was she flirting with Tim? Was she's she a about spider, to Lisa? like get in? I know, but was she about to like really get know. in there and and like she's like if I can't get Jenny from the Jenny side, I'm going to get Jenny from know. the Tim side. Don't know. Like what a freaking homewrecker! Oh my god. Did she lose to Tim on purpose? This is what I'm saying. Like the kind of like, does she play like the flirty girl? All of a sudden like, oh, Tim, Tim, you're so great at pool. Let me go touch you inappropriately. I'm with Jenny on this. Team Jenny all the way. I want to say something about Eric Mabius. I love him. I know he's so good. I think everything he does is authentic. And I believe everything. I believe all of his movements. I believe his, I believe everything he does. And he makes this character interesting, which is no easy thing to do with a role like this, because this role. He's there for a reason. He's there to service Jenny, right? To Mm -hmm. to further Jenny's story. So this isn't a character that really has its own agency necessarily. And he's also, you know, the character who's the last kid in on the joke. Oh, it's always the worst. It's the worst. But with those things, he manages to make Tim, like my heart goes out to Tim. I care about Tim. I actually really like Tim. Anyway, credit to Eric because I love when he's on screen. And he's the only guy on the show. Correct. That's not easy on this show. And we always notice that anytime a man would show up to play a part, we always sort of like gathered around to support them because it can't be an easy gig. I just think he's so talented and great. And I he love is. looking at him and hearing his voice. And he looks great in a tank top. So hi, Eric, if you're listening. Hi, Eric. Then Jenny rolls in. She sees them playing pool. She passes out, which was a little dramatic, but it's effective. I loved it. Very sensitive. Jenny has a lot of feelings. I know, but this is when I think, <laughs> you know how I feel about this show. And anything that is ab- like extra, as you say, it works. those are my favorite parts. That's what I mean when I say it's effect. It's furthering the plot along and it and it raises the stakes. If we just saw Jenny walk in and like, uh, and like huff and puff and then, ex- you know, leave the, the planet quickly because she's upset. Okay, sure. Or you can yeah. have her have a visual effect, mm-hmm. faint, have the entire, you know, group of people standing over her waking up. Oh my God, Jenny, what's going on? It's, it's better. 
I feel entertained. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and it, and it makes everything all the more heightened mm-hmm. where the consequences are going to be even bigger than what you think they are. I agree. So she's fine. <laughs> okay. So the next day we're at the planet, a lot uh, happens in this scene. It's a lot of information. This is the group scene where we all roll in uh, the poster, the big reveal of the massive poster comes out. And right. do you have one of those? Yeah, I have a small one that oh, uh, that's I say. great. I don't have one. Watching this scene with the group of us, like all of us have our problems, right? Like Bet and Tina have their drama. Shane, Alice and Dana have yeah, their individual have drama. Problems. We all have problems. And when and watching the scene, I loved it. And I think part of the reason I loved it is because of the amount of coverage it captured. So you're getting all of these little quick reactions to characters that aren't speaking that are still in on the conversation and it's setting up dynamics and personality and thoughts without anything being said. And there's something to a scene that's very well covered. It really elevates the story and the characters. Do you know what I mean? Always. Do you follow? Yeah, you've got to get coverage. I we mean, have you can to have get two coverage. characters talking about something if you don't see everyone else's reaction. And I had a memory of us filming that scene and it took for fucking we took for we did a lot of those kate for years yeah i know but this is not confusing no but this episode in particular lynn got a lot of coverage and she did a lot of takes and on this day because it was like a five-page scene with all of us there was a lot to capture and we were there we shot that scene for a whole day i remember this for whatever reason that was probably the first scene we had all together minus the pilot right but it was a great, my point is that although it took all day and we all were like <gasps> dying, it's a great fucking scene. Yeah. And did you notice we use that little, um, the bar section a lot yeah. right by the front door, sort of opposite of the coffee stand? Yeah. yeah. Coffee counter. Yeah. We yeah. used that part a lot. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah that did. part. I forgot about that part of the planet. Yeah. We use it in the next episode, but we're not quite there yet. Okay. So here's what happens. We see your poster. You, you're sort of unaffected by it, but you're not happy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana tells us she's going on a date with Laura. We're like, what are you going to wear? Why are we like so against sundresses? I would totally wear a sundress on a date. We're like, don't mm-hmm. wear a sundress. Or at least I mm-hmm. said that. Are we trying to establish like lesbians don't wear dresses? Because I didn't like it. Because then Laura has a dress later, which I was happy. Thank you. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, it was very like, don't wear you know, and then later when she talks to me on the phone, she's like, oh, don't worry, Alice, I'm wearing pants. Oh, that's right. I don't know. I felt like it was a little stereotypical. I was paying more attention not to that part, but to um, how everyone is, uh, everyone takes it really personally how Gabby is treating Alice. Right. You're really hooked on this. I, I am because this is a testament to friendship and yes. especially in our community where your friends are your family and that is who you rely on. And clearly these characters have yes. that. And what's really cute is I, I say exactly what you said verbatim later. I'm a good listener, apparently, because I really got that speech done. I didn't say it. Bet said it. Bet said, step off, bitch. Bet that and was Tina. Bet and Tina. Exactly. You repeat that verbatim, which was adorable. We're not. Um, We're not there yet. But, that, but that's the yet. scene they tell me what to say. This is the first scene where I think Shane looks normal. Not for any what reason. What does that mean? She doesn't look dated in her fashion. For no other reason than she's wearing a gray hoodie, which is a gray hoodie. You can wear Timeless. that now. I have one mm-hmm. on right now. I felt good about it. You were very cute in that scene, but there just hasn't been a scene you haven't been cute in yet. Thank you. That's fair. That's nice. But yeah, the hoodie, you're like all like under the hoodie and then you take it off. That's very nice to hear. We were very cute, Leisha, when we were younger, not to say. Oh, then so Gina, uh, Gina calls Bet, the the art person and says, provocations has gone to mocha and this is like right. uh-oh this right. world's gonna collapse how right. is she gonna pay the mortgage right so she's like tina i have i've gotta go i have to save the art world and i need to get some sort of show up at the cac because she canceled impressions in winter mm-hmm. so now she has nothing yes okay here we are we're here we're on the streets of weho lacy's Passing out, which I thought was actually funny how she handed every flyer and what she said each time. Don't you like how Lacey is uh, standing out in front of a charming Canadian grocery store? Like a deli, like a... It's like something you see in the West Village on Hudson Street. 
Yeah, you've never, I've never seen anything that looks like that in Los Angeles. If I did, I'd probably be shopping there because it's really cute. You're like, the vegetables are out front. I would move in that neighborhood only to go to that grocery store that all grocery the time store. with the pretty trees <laughs> and like uh, the foliage falling. And uh-huh. yeah, but I thought everything she's every time she passed out a flyer. So she's like, watch your kid, watch, watch your daughter, ma'am. <laughs> it was funny. She was really funny. So then you magically come walking up. So we don't know where I you do. parked, but you parked hey, somewhere. Listen. You've walked up. She didn't park. Lacey's Lacey, she actually walked. surprised to see you. She walked. Lacey's surprised to see me. Um, You've her. got those. I have to talk about your pants. Sorry. All day long. You, you can't. Uh, we can't skirt by this one. No, let's talk. Those pants. So they're, they're jean. They're jean pants, but they have like a leather applique, like a suede applique. It was sort of like it a was, flame. It was, no, it was, um, uh, what there's a term for it actually when you want to widen out the bottom of your pants. You put a. I'm not talking about the, the I'm, I'll get to the bottom. I'm talking about the, oh, you're thing talking at the top. about the, oh, where the belt loops are. It's like an applique of some sort, like a flame, yes. a suede flame over the striped jeans. Hey, listen, they were like a, a hot detail. Item. And then you had a, like a suede shoelace. To hold them together. And then right. there, the, there it was at the bottom again, mm-hmm. that pizza slice of fabric. That's right. That you flared all your pants out with. Okay. Leisha. You just had Leisha. to get it out. Leisha. Those were I'm a hot ticket you. item. Hot ticket item in 2003. <laughs> That's what you say. I have no, no leg to stand on here because my I have, I cannot wait to talk about the things I've been wearing. You're very right about those pants. Very right about him. Um, I, I think didn't it's say ton- anything about them. I just described them. Well, you're right in describing the absurdity. I mean, isn't that the subtext? They're absurd. <laughs> Those lace things at the front, like that was the thing, that time period. Henry Duarte made jeans with that sort of... Oh my of, God, you're right. That sort of crisscross sort of thing that to, store. To, tie up your, to tie up your pants instead of a button and a zipper. So then everybody you're else right. started doing that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyway, did you see that white thing in my hair? I dyed the little flower that appears, goes it wasn't away, planned. reappears. Yeah, because it of wasn't planned. It's not, but she finally picks it out of your hair. Which thank I'm really God. happy she did because it's... Somebody it, needed it, to deal with it. Thank you. It fell from the Vancouver foliage. <laughs> the Vancouver tree. Then it was there for a while, but she got rid of it. Anyway, here's the scene where you say, this is where we get to know Shane. Yeah. You say, I don't do relationships. That's right. And she's that like, is, the is it me? Is it me? Is it something I've done? Was I bad in bed? No, 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 no. It's me. This is who I am. This is how I roll through life. And you say it all cute with your little lips and you're doing a whole thing. And then she's like in bed with you in the next scene. And this is how we also get to know Shane. It's like, can I say, can I say one other thing mm-hmm. about that scene on the sidewalk? There's a line that sort of made my skin crawl a little bit. Which one? It's just a line. Say uh, it. It's the, it's the line where uh, Lacey starts, it made me laugh when Lacey's talking about like, your, you know, her, her upsetting uh, family history and how her sister lives her in Her abandonment Carina. issues. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and then she starts to weep and Shane goes to hug her and she's like, I hate it when girls cry. Oh. That line, it just sounds like something that would come out of a John Wayne film or something, like a cowboy movie. Wow. I didn't even hear that line. Oh, good. I thought it was you interesting it. that you were having to um, console Lacey. So it's like, you, basically, we're learning that Shane's unattainable, but she's also very sweet and supportive if you're having, you know, she's she's not an asshole. Well, I think it's also so she doesn't, like, Lacey's at a level 10, right? She's about to crack. Like, she's been about to crack since the day we saw Lacey. Yeah, obviously. And what you don't want is for her to, and she's, like, always on the, and this time, it's the first time they're together and they're out in public in an uncontrolled environment. And the last thing Shane wants is for Lacey to have a massive breakdown in the middle of the street. Oh, so you thought it was totally self-serving. I thought it was to to imply. I think it was both. Um, that you have two sides, because if you were a man, right, in this scene, telling this girl, like, you know, obviously somebody slept with one time or a couple of times and dumped her. If you're like, no, no, it's not you. No, hey, hey, you would probably just walk away. And that's all we would know about you. But what mm-hmm. this did was it flipped it and said, oh, but I'll stay here and hug you and console you and nurture this moment. I think you're right. I think it's both. Actually, I think it's both. So things. you don't I look think like a dick. Yeah, I think there's an immediate objective and an overall objective happening simultaneously. 
And and guess who sleeps with you again? Because this is also the thing about Shane is girls they are start they can uh, they get to have you if they understand you or they get to be around you and with you if they know your limitation not limitations your boundaries and your um, it's like you know the, how they say vampires are this like it's sort of enticing. We see it in movies and, and things all the time. How the va- like people get enticed by vampire characters, you know, mm-hmm. like it like it's something about something about vampires draws the mortal into them, and they're like, "What is this?" Right? And that's well, you because you can't have them. They live, they live um, forever, and you don't. Shane's like a vampire in that way. It's like you know, people are like they just get enticed. It's like this like thing. I don't know what that thing right. is, but it's the that unattainable. Thing. It's it's the classic character in movies and television. Anyway, so now Dane is on her big date. Um, Aaron must have been so excited to take off the workout clothes and put on a pair of pants. She looked, you know, she got out of the Lululemon. Stylish. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I do love I, her in all that sports. Gear. I do too. I love her in it. I do too, but. I almost um, don't need to see Dana and anything else. I'm fine with it. She looks so adult with her hair blown out, walking down the I know, street, her hair talking to you straight. on the phone, wearing uh-huh. like a suit, wearing a like a business suit sort of thing. Like a button that's up. What, wasn't a suit. It was like a button up and some gray pants. Yeah, but it seemed like business attire. It seemed like business attire. Yeah, it was like she worked at like like a department store and got off early. It was kind of like that outfit. And they're both cute because then she shows up and they're both so nervous. <sighs> Although Laura has this understated confidence. I'm going to be um, very self-conscious every time I say this character's you, name. How you long nailed is, it just then. When, when do, what, how many more seasons do I have to say that name? A while. You have a while. Okay. Okay. So then. Wait, the big oh, moment. This is, oh, this is this it. Is this massive. is where the show. This is it. The fact that we got. Holland Taylor on our television show is all time. This woman, I mean, I have to go back and watch it again and again and again. This scene, all these scenes she's in, her, she is such a good actress. She's out. Did you see the bit? Did you catch that part? She shows up at the hotel. I mean, Holland Taylor has arrived in this scene and we know it. She shows up with bags and her dogs and she Peggy has Peabody. Peggy Peabody. And they get into the elevator and Bet's scurrying behind her. And did you see what Holland does when she takes her glasses off and drops them into the bag that she's holding in her same hand? Did what you see do? that? Oh, you got to see it. It was this great moment she had. She had sunglasses on. They get in the elevator. She takes them off, but her both hands are full. So she manages to drop the glasses she just took off into the bag that she's Holding. Holding in her same hand. It was, but it was so smooth. And no, so... this, this is what I wanted to talk about. I've never seen someone take so many props and utilize them and utilize them in, in one scene. Like if you ever, everyone should go watch this scene where she's from the elevator to the apartment or the penthouse. She never stops dealing with props. Here's the thing ever. She's got mail, dogs, drinks. And she Art. owns, and she owns the space. You walk into that hotel That's room. That is Peggy's room. And she makes it look so easy. And the truth yes. is, it's so fucking hard. If some, if I had to do, if that was an exercise that someone put me through, it, I can't tell you how hard it is to deal with props and timing and, and well, dialogue. timing, camera, ca- uh, camera angles. You have to make sure you're, I Hit mean, the camera can follow you to, to a degree. And handheld makes it a lot easier, but we weren't on handheld. We are now, but back Mm -hmm. then, like the cameras were on sticks. So like you have to make sure you're always within a certain vicinity. Your, your back is never to the, you know, there's so much to deal with and that's why it's so hard. And she owns it. Oh my God. It's fascinating. And And I love, and I love bet holding the dog because suddenly for the first time we see the power imbalance and Bet is no longer the alpha. Yep. It's so nice to see too. And she's brought down and she's humbled and she's vulnerable. And she. They had such great, great um, scenes together. My favorite line was I was a lesbian in 1974. That's all I needed. No, that's all I needed was my favorite. (laughs) Which is, you know what? It's such a great line because it's such a brilliant pivot. Because it, because at the top of that scene, that's not going to get anywhere. Like it's over. Right. Like she's, and then for whatever that's, and that's the shift and that's where they, 
see eye to connect. eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the best icebreaker. Uh, that's all I needed. I want like a t-shirt that says that. I just, I'd like to say, I wish Peggy Peabody would return to the L word. So I love I. this character and I love Holland Taylor. And also Peggy Peabody so lucky. coming back onto this reboot would make complete sense with Bet back in the art world. Yeah, she's back. Holland Taylor huh. is a national treasure. She is. Okay. Now we're back at Alice's apartment. Gabby knocks on the door. She walks in like an asshole right away. Yeah. I have such, I, I just, I really, I'm not being dramatic here. She's, she's like an amalgamation of all your exes. <laughs> which, Mine? Which, Kate, yeah. that's not, you too. Okay. She's an amalgamation of all of our exes. And I had such a profound feeling watching this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were going to be so triggered by Gabby. This is amazing. I was really triggered and maybe it's me projecting, who knows, but I was really triggered and, and I'm proud of Alice for getting everything out. But I got to tell you the thing that actually, and I'm not, and I mean this when I say it, it really broke my heart is when you say everything to Gabby and you're like, huh, I said it. And I can see like, you're proud of yourself. And then Gabby, because she always has to get the last word in says, everyone knows you're desperate. I know that's, and that's right. Heart that's, that was my fucking awe. broke my heart. And I just, and then you see Alice sit down and she takes it in and she gets on her chart and just like Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. you know, she and takes she her heartbreak it. and she puts it into her app. She sure does. And she makes no money doing it. But you know what? I felt like it was super sad because she had to use the words of her friends in order to have self-worth. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have it still because those weren't her true words coming from her own soul. Mm-hmm. And then Gabby validated her low self-esteem, obviously, and was like, everyone knows you're desperate. So it's 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 a compacted, sad, sad feeling. It's very sad. But you know what? I'm glad this story's over and I'm glad that she dumped Me Gabby too. as quickly as she did because I don't want to watch a whole season of this. No. How exhausting um, and gross. I couldn't take it. Now I couldn't take it. I would have high blood pressure if she was on another episode. And then we see Tina try to help Jenny. And she's opening the door to Jenny to give her a safe place to say what maybe she has to say or talk about what she's feeling. And Jenny... And Jenny, like you can see it in Jenny, like you see it in how Mia's playing it. She's so exposed and embarrassed. I love this scene. She's it's so horrified good. that her truth yes. is now it's, everybody else's uh, knowledge. It's because she's she's in the middle of this severe struggle. And that's mm-hmm. one thing, right? When it's private and it's yours. But when the world knows and you're still going through the same thing, I mean, that can destroy a person. And so much is unsaid in between the lines, which makes that scene land so hard. I loved it. Jenny's like, I don't know what you're talking about. These are rumors. Obviously, you're all crazy for thinking that Mm -hmm. and jerks for talking about it and get Mm -hmm. out of my house. Well, no, it's just sad because they went from from Rosemary to to that scene. (laughs) The last scene they had together was over Rosemary. A lot has happened. I'm sure she wishes she just brought some herbs over to Jenny. It would have been better. When we see uh, Bet and Peggy, they are talking art porn. They're bonding over it. And this is where mm-hmm. the opening sequence... You know, it's Peggy. ...makes a whole lot of sense. Yep. This is where I follow the connection. I don't know if we're right. going to follow every connection. I but think this we, one is clear as game. day. Clear as day. Kate, the thing is, before when we were on the, when we were on the show and barely watching it on the weekends or whatever, I, none of this, I, I I didn't sit down to really like get into it and understand it on this level. So I'm going to have to say my guess is that they're all supposed to make sense thematically, that each opening sequence should make sense by the end of the episode. No, maybe then maybe. Well, yeah, but maybe you can enlighten me on five because I was lost on the opening sequence in five. Me too. This is this is bet at her. Um, you're right, peak bet. <laughs> yeah, this is it's what bet still does. For some reason, art makes bet cry. 
nothing moves Bet except her daughter, Angie. I would say that's probably the closest thing that brings Bet to this level. It's art. It's art and Angie. You know, it's interesting that you're saying that Alice has such low expectations for herself because when we cut to uh, Shane smoking out the window and she's looking outward while Lacey's lying in bed staring at her longingly, Lacey too has low expectations for herself. The fact that she's saying that, sitting there and saying she's so happy to someone who gave a very, very clear boundary of what she will and will not do says a lot. It says a lot, but I think, or at least I can speak for myself. I think when you're in your early 20s, you you don't know a lot. You're searching for love. And if you're a vulnerable person who maybe doesn't have a strong conviction, you can be approached by the wrong people in your life and they can only serve the purpose of backing up that thought and validating all your insecurities that can also go into your 30s sure it can go on for a fucking long time yeah and you start believing those things until you find a wonderful person who's like no i want to i love you for you well yeah but i want to raise you up and i want to you know, celebrate the awesome things about you. And, yeah. you know, but to Shane's credit, she did give a boundary. <laughs> you did. Say. And you're, you know, you're, you're not, you're not a jerk. Then Shane's no. not a jerk. And how great that they could write that part where you could be doing this or sorry, living this lifestyle the yeah. way you were without looking like an asshole is kind of a, a feat. It's not what you see is what you get because there's so much more under that. But she is who she is, like Popeye and Lacey somewhere thought maybe i can change her maybe change this her. evening exactly. will change you her can't. and you can't lacy sorry sorry lacy not going to happen girl also kate let's talk about this it's the first time i think hmm. that we ever saw a woman acting this way it's the first time we ever saw a woman treating another woman that Ooh. way so we've seen Ooh, men do right. this in television and in the movies for centuries Right. But wow, a woman's doing this. Okay, hold up. You're right. You're absolutely right. Then we go back to our favorite person, Peggy Peabody. She's tired. She's shown Bet the picture. They're bonded. And Bet tries when she's when she's tired. She's like, What about provocations? I need some money. Let's go. Let's and she's like But Bet does not get her happy ending. Which is good. No. She shouldn't get her happy ending. Because the no. episode is not over yet. It's about to be over because then we're back at the planet and what does jenny do she's walking Ugh. she's walking to the planet she's walking <laughs> Everyone, she's walking into the planet and she goes straight for marina again she cannot this woman i've never seen someone look i've been obsessed not obsessed with people but i've been infatuated by people in those early days where you can't get mm. enough of someone i still don't think i've felt that way that is as strongly as jenny feels about like no one's ever no one's ever rocked my world on that level. Can I ask a question? Where I'm fainting in the middle of coffee shops. Yeah, what? Is this the scene where Jenny comes in and she says, I feel completely dismantled? Yes. And, well, what a bold move. She to takes just her, take shirt off off. her shirt off. <laughs> bold. And, I'm going to say that that and, was probably a Mia choice. Mia's probably it was totally like, a Mia choice, but it's a bold yeah. choice. And it's, you know what? For the first time, what is this, four episodes? I witnessed a genuine laugh between those two. I know, I did too. You could tell that Karina giggled over what Mia did. Yeah, it was, but it was real, nice yeah. to see because it was like it was like the first sweet moment those two have shared. And then, you know, Marina embraces her and well, envelops depends her. Well, what, and... what you call sweet. I mean, they've had a lot of sweet moments. Have they? Yeah. They've had a lot of, like, seductive moments. They've had a lot yeah, of mysterious okay. moments, a lot of sexual moments. But, like, a genuine sweetness. They because they had they Yeah, they had that little laugh together. And then Marina, like, comes over and, like, you know, envelops Jenny. And I don't even think it's leading to sex necessarily. I think it's just hugging her and embracing her and telling her it's going to be okay. And. That's why I think it was the first a lot of hugging in this episode kind moment those two right? have really shared without sex involved. It was nice. And the chemistry, I really felt the chemistry want, between those like, two. As you watch this 
you know, for basically the first time right now, do you, are you, do you want Jenny and Marina to end up together? No. Do you feel, because you feel so bad for Tim or you think they're a terrible match or Um, you think what they're doing is disgusting because they're, they're having a huge affair? No, because you know what? I do feel bad for Tim for sure. But I also feel like Jenny and Marina's story is being told through this experience. And so if the story, if they're romantic, if their relationship was to continue and have it be sort of like, do you mean like an ongoing thing? I just want to know if you want, if you're, if you're, you know, when you watch a couple get together, you either want them to, or you don't like, no, I feel like Marina and Jenny are serving a purpose of Jenny's journey. And I, I know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to see those two further along. Cause I don't know what else those two would accomplish together. I don't want it. My answer is I don't want it. It's like the second Jenny, you know, comes to this realization and accepts herself. Yeah, done, done, to- done. And I'm, I don't need Marina around anymore, which no. is maybe why they felt like the story was told. I can't wait to get to the end of the season. Well, also Marina is of service to Jenny. Like Tim is of service to Jenny. Jenny, both of these characters are servicing this character because we're getting to know who she is through them and everything else. Um, I think you have a point. Maybe that's why Marina... Kind of ended up somewhere. I forget where they. Sh- well, we have a lot. To I don't get know. Through. Where, yeah, I have no idea. Well, I let's get remember. to the next episode. Okay, great. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening to Pants. And next week, please tune next, in next week for episode number five, five or six. Lies, lies, lies is what it's called. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by myself, Kate Menig, and Leisha Haley. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow Pants on Instagram, at the Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. And graphics are by Love Fox. Love Fox.